Kurash. This is the Kurdish Edition Podcast and I'm your host, Sardar Saadi. Welcome to the first episode of the Kurdish Edition Podcast. In this episode, as someone who is working with audios and passionate about radios, I want to talk about the history of Kurdish radios and radio in Kurdistan. There is also something uh, personal for me about this history, which I'll talk about later. But let's go back a bit earlier and look at the first Kurdish sound that was recorded almost a century ago. According to many resources, the first Kurdish sound that is recorded in uh, the history is a song called uh, Kurtawasi by Khosrov Melul. This song is actually recorded in the United States in 1916 by the Columbia Records. Take a listen. Recording this song uh, has a rather uh, tragic history that I can only very briefly mention. Khosrov Malul uh, was a singer from Diyarbakir who belonged to the Kaldani community in the region. Kaldani community is an ancient Christian community uh, in Mesopotamia. Khosrov left this city in 1893 after the very first waves of attacks against non-Muslims started in the Ottoman Empire. In Diyarbakir, shops belonging to Armenian, Assyrian and Kaldani residents were burned to the ground and many were killed. There is still a bazaar in Diyarbakir that bears its name after that event, the Burnt Bazaar or Charshia Shavuti. Many from non-Muslim communities left the Ottoman Empire and among them a group of people who went all the way to, to the United States of America. In some ways unknown to us, The Columbia Records discovers uh, Khosrov Malul and recorded him. Khosrov uh, was a multilingual singer and he did not sing only in Kaldani. Among those early records of him are tens of songs and melodies belonging to many old and new Mesopotamian uh, communities such as Armenians, uh, Assyrians, Kaldani, Kurdish, Turkish and Arabic. By 1920s, uh, many Western companies set up their uh, stations in major urban centers of the region, such as Istanbul, Tehran, Cairo, and Beirut, to record what they called Oriental music. However, it's hard to find the Kurdish records among them. And it could totally be about uh, the rise of nationalism in the region in the newly established countries after the fall of the Ottoman Empire. The newly invented uh, nation-states were all hostile against the Kurds and most likely they did not allow these companies to record Kurdish songs. Radio came uh, years later and brought with itself some opportunities for the Kurds to record their voices and spread them. The first Kurdish radio came to existence in the Republic of Red Kurdistan. It was in fact in Azeri dialect of Turkish and not in Kurdish, 
but its programs were all about the efforts of this tiny Kurdish Republic that lasted from 1923 to 1929 in a small region close to uh, Karabakh between today's Azerbaijan and Armenia. It's known that Stalin dismantled this republic as he believed that Kurds cannot be identified as a nation because of the historical lack of a Kurdish national market. It was during that time that radio receivers uh, were considered as super luxury for the poor Kurds and uh, they did not exist in, the, in many parts of Kurdistan. Ali Mardan. The first radio broadcasting in Kurdish was established in Baghdad, Iraq in 1939. It started with daily program of uh, only 10 to 15 minutes, but in years later, the daily on-year programs in Kurdish were increased to hours uh, to record number of 16 hours by its final years. Many famous albums of uh, Kurdish singers in both Sorani and Kermanji dialects such as Ali Mardan, Tahir Tawfiq, Tahsin Taha, Hassan Zirak, Maryam Khan, Mohamed Arif Jazrawi and Hassan Jazrawi were recorded here. I'll talk about the politics of uh, the Kurdish radio of Baghdad later, but the time that it came to existence uh, was very important here. It was at the beginning of the Second World War. During this war, there was a need for making propaganda against the spread of Nazism in the region and radios were of a great advantage for that. It was in such a moment that communication with the people in all languages spoken in the region, regardless of nationalist politics, was crucial. In 1942, another Kurdish radio started broadcasting from Yaffa in Palestine. It was part of a British uh, propaganda station called the Near East Broadcasting Station. Kurdish was among other languages that this station broadcast with. It is known that the Kurdish famous modern poet Abdullah Goran was working there. It only lasted two years. However, apparently it was a popular radio station in Kurdistan. Another Kurdish radio during this time that not much is known about is the Kurdish radio of Beirut that started in 1941. It had daily programs for two hours and two famous Kurdish intellectuals uh, Kamran Badr Khan and Nureddin Zaza were in charge of it. One year after the end of the World War II, the Kurds managed to establish a Kurdish Republic in the city of Mahabad in the Iranian part of Kurdistan, which is also my hometown. It started in 1946 with the direct assistance of the Soviet Union. However, the Soviets came to an agreement with the coalition forces led by Britain and the United States and left this republic at the mercy of the Iranian army. Eleven months after its establishment, this republic fell and its leaders were executed. During its time, this republic made a lot of cultural projects including a radio station. However, this radio could only be received in six neighborhoods of the city while speakers were used for other areas. It is the first time that a radio station under a Kurdish rule broadcast in Kurdish. It is famous that the very first program of this radio 
was a speech by Qazi Muhammad, the leader of the Republic. In the same year, the Iranian government, led by Mohammad Reza Shah Pahlavi, the newly crowned Shah of Iran, established a Kurdish radio in Tehran. But the government's Kurdish radios uh, were later decentralized and spread in other Kurdish populated uh, cities such as Mashhad, Sna, uh, Tehran, Razaye, Merivan, and Mahabad. They were in all dialects spoken among the Kurds in Iran, such as Sorani, Kramanji, and Hevrami. The first one was in 1952 in Sna or Sanandaj, and uh, according to some reports, it was uh, with a very bad quality both in language and programs. I'll talk about one of the major Kurdish radios uh, in Iran and the city of Kermanshah later. One of the most important and nostalgic Kurdish radios uh, for the Kurds is Radio Yerivan that started broadcasting in 1955 in Erivan, the current capital of uh, Armenia. This radio was managed by a well-known Kurdish family in Armenia, the Jalil family, with Erdogan Jalil as the main person in charge. Some of the very popular singers in Kurdish Kermanji, such as, uh, such as Krapet Khajo, uh, Sheroy Bro, uh, Maryam Khan, Aslika Qadir, Zadina Shakir, uh, Afoya Asad, Ahmed Cholo, and Aram Tigran have sung for this radio. One of the star musicians of uh, Radio Yerivan that truly created its own genre of Kurdish music is Agide Jamo. He passed away just... Uh, a few weeks ago. Have a listen to a piece that he played with his blur for one of the greatest Kurdish songs, Lauke Matini by Karapete Khajo. More than 700 Kurdish folklore uh, songs were recorded at Radio Yerivan and they still remain as an incredible treasure of the Kurdish music. In 1957, a Kurdish radio started broadcasting in Cairo that can be identified as one of the most political one, or rather geopolitical one. It was during Jamal Abdel Nasser's rule in Egypt uh, who is a well-known and respected anti-imperialist hero in the region and especially in the Arab world. He was openly against Iran, Turkish uh, and other regional uh, Arab government collaborations with uh, imperialist powers. This radio started its program with the Kurdish national anthem, uh, Iraqib, and uh, it declared that its goal is for the brotherhood of Arabs and Kurds. 
Many Kurdish intellectuals and even former Iraqi President Fuad Masum, a Kurdish politician from the Patriotic Union of Kurdistan, which is the late uh, Jalal Talabani's party, uh, worked there. As soon as it started, this radio was opposed by many governments of the region. There is actually a story that when it first started, uh, some people from the Turkish government went to the Egyptians and asked them to shut this radio down. The Egyptians asked them, are there any Kurds in your country? And the Turks said, there are no, no Kurds in Turkey. So the Egyptian diplomat said, uh, why you are worried then? And of course, at that point, the Turks had nothing to respond. It is important to note that the Kurds' existence in Turkey was denied until 1991. They were called Mountain Turks. Uh, the Kurdish radio of Cairo continued until 1968 when we saw the rise of Arab nationalism that could be exemplified in the coming to power of the Ba'ath Party both in, in Syria and Iraq. Uh, these governments were not happy with this radio, so this radio could no longer uh, resist the pressure from, uh, from these governments, Iran and mm, Turkish government, uh, as well as from Arab nationalists. In 1962, the Iranian government stepped up its efforts to reduce the influence of the Kurdish radio in Cairo, uh, as well as uh, uh, in later years, particularly against the Iraqi government's uh, Kurdish radio of Baghdad. It moved the personnel of the Kurdish radio in Tehran to Kermashan, a major Kurdish city in Iran that is close to Iraqi border. <laughs> This radio that continued broadcasting until 1996 was quite professional and its programs were of a high quality. Some of the most influential uh, Kurdish musicians, singers, writers and intellectuals in Iran worked in this radio. It was an important venue in the development of the Kurdish literature and music in this country indeed. Kurdish radios both in Baghdad and in different cities in Iran were of course dominated by the central government. No doubt, uh, Kurds benefited from them a lot in terms of culture and language uh, advancement. But it is hard to ignore the fact that they were tools in the hands of these governments until today as propaganda machines for their politi uh, political programs in regard to the Kurds in, the, in their country and in the regional level. For example, when I was a kid, my mom used to listen to the Kurdish radio in Baghdad and I remember that every 10 minutes or so he was putting this song that was in prize of the Iraqi dictator Saddam Hussein. And the translation is, he is golden, our leader is golden, he is golden, Saddam is golden. And obviously, it was not just Iraq. Other nation-states dominating Kurdistan were also using their Kurdish radio and TV channels as other means of further assimilating the Kurdish people and making them desirable citizens within their borders. In Iran, Kurdish radio of Kirmashan was doing a similar thing. It is where the famous Kurdish singer Hassan Zirak would sing this famous song for the Kurdish New Year, Navroz, 
but he also mentioned, or maybe he had to mention, Muhammad Reza Shah of Iran and his generosity towards the workers and peasants after his land reforms in Iran. Turkey, even though the Turkish state joined other countries of the region quite late in broadcasting Kurdish, its Kurdish TV and radio station has been known to serve the politics of Erdogan and the Justice and Development Party, the AKP's politics in Kurdistan. It is also to cut the influence of the, uh, the influence of the Kurdish TV and radio channels that belong to the Kurdish opposition groups. The state's official uh, broadcasting company called the Turkish Radio and Television, started a TV and radio station in 2009 called the uh, TRT6, or in Kurdish, Tereteşeş. The Kurds quickly found another name for it, Tereteşeş. And Jahsh here means uh, young donkey, and it is a metaphor used for traitors of the Kurdish cause in Kurdistan. Since the inception of Tarata Jash, uh, this Kurdish TV and radio station has been boycotted all over Kurdistan. There are of course some examples in the state-sponsored Kurdish uh, broadcasting in the region that uh, did not necessarily follow the dominating nation-state's official nationalist policies and one standing example is the Kurdish radio of uh, Yerevan. In 1960s, uh, there were a number of Kurdish radios uh, based in Europe that uh, I want to briefly mention them here. Uh, for example, in 1962, in Perak, the Voice of Iran started broadcasting in three main languages spoken in Iran, Farsi, Azari, Turkish, and Kurdish. It was sponsored by the Soviet Union and obviously in the line of the Soviet's politics in Iran. One of the very first Kurdish novelists, Hassan Qazalji, worked there. In 1963, in Bulgaria, and again with the help from Soviet Union and under control of the Iranian uh, leftist Two-Day Party, a radio for Iranian leftists started broadcasting, and it had a special daily program in Kurdish. Some of Kurdish politicians and leftist uh, intellectuals worked there, uh, among them was the, the late uh, prominent leader of the Kurdish, the Kurdistan Democratic Party of Iran, Abdurrahman Qasimlu. Uh, Qasimlu was assassinated uh, by the Iranian intelligence services in Vienna in 1989. In 1963, the second Kurdish radio by the Kurds and for the Kurdish nationalist movement was established by the Kurdistan Democratic Party 
under the leadership of Mullah Mustafa Barzani. After the coup in Iraq in 1958, uh, the KDP and Barzani started an uprising that became known as uh, Shorshi Eylul or the September uh, Revolution in 1961. The KDP was looking to establish its propaganda institutions and they were desperately looking for the technical equipment to start uh, the radio station. This is where my father comes in. Having strong bonds with my city Mahabad, Barzani's representatives found my father, who was the, the very first uh, electronic salesman in Mahabad, with a small store for selling radios, batteries, and other uh, uh, last-developed electronical stuff. With his connections with the uh, with Tehran and uh, distributors of electronic devices, he found a woman from former uh, Czechoslovakia Republic. Uh, in Tehran. He bought the necessary equipment for establishing a guerrilla radio station from her. This radio station called the Voice of Iraqi Kurdistan or Dengi Kurdistani Iraq sent its first waves from a cave named uh, Gerdarash in the mountains of Kurdistan. On my father's part, the Czech woman got arrested by the infamous Iranian secret services uh, during the Shah's regime called Savak and she told them all about my father and his uh, radio. In 1963, my father gets arrested and for six months, he experienced uh, all kinds of torture by Savak in a prison in Tehran. He did not confess and there were no evidence proving the Czech woman's statement, uh, so he got released. Otherwise, he could have faced a lifetime imprisonment and uh, most possibly execution. Many Kurdish poets, writers, and politicians such as Sherkobekas, Hajar, François Hariri, Sami Abdurrahman, and others worked uh, at the Voice of Iraqi Kurdistan. It was one of the primary targets uh, for the airstrikes in the early 1970s with the intensification of war uh, between the Kurds and Iraqi government. One important uh, note here is that this radio had programs in Assyrian, Arabic, English, and Turkish, beside Kurdish. In 1975, the Iranian Shah's regime that supported Barzani against the Iraqi government came together with the, Iraq, with the Iraqi government uh, in Algeria and signed the Algeria deal that was brokered by Henry Kissinger, the former American Secretary of the State. It is actually when Kissinger infamously said that uh, the American foreign policy is not a missionary work after he was criticized for leaving the Kurds uh, behind and at the mercy of the Iraqi government when Saddam Hussein was about to get the full grip of power in Iraq uh, and start a campaign of massacring Kurds. After the agreement, Barzani decides to abandon the guerrilla war and left the mountains to the exile, first in Iran and later in North Virginia, where he passed away. The movement decided to destroy uh, the radio station because uh, they couldn't carry it with them to exile in Iran and they did not want to leave it for the Iraqi government. Uh, however, this radio station was the beginning of a series of uh, guerrilla Kurdish uh, uh, radio broadcasting that continues uh, until today. One of these Kurdish uh, guerrilla radio stations was the voice of Iranian Kurdistan 
from uh, the Kurdistan Democratic Party of Iran. I actually have a lot of uh, memories uh, from this radio because uh, in our family this is uh, this was where we would uh, listen to the news in uh, Kurdish and during that time my uncle was uh, a member of this uh, party uh, who later died in uh, clashes against the Iranian army and uh, my mom was always uh, listening to this radio to get uh, some news of uh, of uh, his whereabouts and uh, the new developments. Every single day, uh, this radio had uh, three times of broadcasting in the mornings, uh, at noon, and uh, in the evening. It was uh, it was start with the uh, this music uh, from uh, Kalamara, uh, who is very uh, well known for uh, playing his instrument shimshal, something uh, it's like a flute, uh, a popular instrument uh, in Kurdish music in Iranian part of Kurdistan. One of the very uh, famous uh, Kurdish radio anchors was actually working uh, at this radio station and he's still alive actually. His name is Ahmad Shirbegi and I still remember uh, his strong uh, voice uh, every single time that he was declaring This is the voice of Iranian Kurdistan. And right after uh, this uh, declaration of uh, this is the voice of Iranian Kurdistan uh, there was this uh, music that much later I discovered that uh, it was uh, the symphony number no. 5 of Mahler. Other Iranian the Kurdish parties such as Komala, the Iranian Communist Party uh, also had their own guerrilla radio stations. In Iraq in 1979, uh, Talabani's party, uh, the PUK or Patriotic Union of Kurdistan, started the voice of the people of Kurdistan, Dengigeli uh, Kurdistan, which is right now uh, a TV station. They separated from uh, Barzani's party, uh, the uh, Kurdistan Democratic Party, uh, just years before that and uh, this separation brought uh, a lot of uh, new uh, dynamics in the Kurdish uh, nationalist movement and uh, very unfortunately uh, in 1994 uh, a civil war uh, erupted between these uh, two parties that lasted for, uh, for four years. Uh, until 1998. In 1980, uh, we have this radio station that uh, kind of stands uh, separate and unique from other Kurdish radios. Uh, it is a missionary radio uh, that broadcasts from uh, Vatican to uh, spread Christianity in Kurdistan and in Kurdish. Unfortunately, I don't have uh, uh, more information about this uh, radio station. 
In the late 1980s and the early 1990s, uh, we saw a proliferation of Kurdish radios and some of the major radios uh, in diaspora came to existence. Uh, among them, we can name the Kurdish radio of SBS in Australia, Radio Zala in Sweden, uh, that later became one of the main Kurdish radios in diaspora that was sponsored by the Swedish government. And uh, in 1992, uh, Voice of America started broadcasting in Kurdish for one hour a day. Uh, and it was very popular in Kurdistan. It was just years before uh, 1995 that the first Kurdish uh, satellite uh, TV station, Met TV, started broadcasting from Brussels in Belgium with the political agenda of the Kurdistan Workers' Party PKK. This TV station was a breakthrough in Kurdish media and it is famously called uh, the Kurdish State in the Sky by the late Professor Amir Hassanpour. Today, there are hundreds of Kurdish radio stations all around the world. In Iraqi Kurdistan and in Rojava, the Kurdish region of Syria, Kurdish radios are on uh, FM wave and under no restriction from occupying states. Radio Kobani is one of the remarkable uh, examples in Kurdish radio broadcasting in uh, recent years. It started broadcasting during the resistance in Kobani in 2014 and it was managed by two Kurdish young women and they went through a lot of difficulties to continue uh, its broadcast uh, during that resistance. There is actually a movie about this radio station uh, if you want to know more about uh, Radio Kobani. In Iran, radio broadcasting is still strictly controlled by the government and in Turkey, Kurdish radios have continuously been shut down. Uh, and one of these examples is, uh, of course, many radios in Diyarbakir, uh, including Radio Gun. And as I mentioned, the, the Turkish government has its own uh, uh, Kurdish uh, radio and TV station. And finally, uh, here we are at the Kurdish edition podcast. It is produced and hosted by myself and uh, it has no political affiliation uh, and does not receive any kind of financial help from any parties. It is the first podcast in English to specifically talk about the Kurds and it tries to bring you stories and analysis related to the Kurdish politics, society, art and culture. In this podcast, I will talk to academics, journalists, uh, artists, politicians and storytellers to broaden our knowledge of Kurdistan and its people and open new doors to learn about them. I would like to mention some people whose works I have used in my research for this special uh, episode on the history of Kurdish radios. They are Akram Unan, Ahmed Berzanji, Radwan Khalil, Dersim Oramar, Sarhat Renas, Hatice Kemer, Zeynep Yash, Abdul Latif Hashemi, and Siam Kakai. 
Let me close this first episode by the song that I have used for the beginning of uh, this podcast. Here you are, Chateau by Juan Hajo. Chato, 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 chato.